0: Welcome to On Texas Football, it's the Roundup, uh, bringing in Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Uh, Justin, uh, team expert, recruiting expert, does it all for Inside Texas. Appreciate you joining us this Monday. Uh, Justin, over the weekend, Steve Sarkeesian hires three special assistants, or announces them. Uh, a couple of them we already knew about last week, uh, but uh, added Paul Christ, uh to the offensive staff, Payam Sadat on defense, and Joe DiCamillis on special teams. What are your thoughts overall, Justin, on Sark going out and hiring these guys?
1: Uh, well, <clears throat> first of all, it, it, it feels like he's taking a page out of the Nick Saban coaching playbook, whereas as you basically find cast-offs that were head coaches at previous spots so that were somewhat successful, obviously, with some of these guys, and then not, not necessarily head coaches, but, you know, they, they, they've got plenty of experience because I, I think they're in a position, Texas is in a position a lot of these big schools where you can't have too many good minds on on campus. You can't have too many guys with finding a role, finding a niche, and be able to help out. You know, similar like a Larry Fedora and a a Gary Patterson. They find that role. And I think Sark's doing that. He's trying to, 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 to find a few guys that can help him in any way possible. We know how much Jeff Banks focuses on special teams. Well, why not hire one of the best special teams coaches in the country while he's available? You know, Paul, Chris, there's a chance that he could tinker with some inside zone. Well, then there's no reason why you shouldn't bring him in the mix and let him talk to Kyle Flood and let them hang out for a bit. And this is Sark, I think, taking, like I said, a page from from Nick Saban and other coaches that have done this over the years. And that's basically bringing in as many great minds as you possibly can. He's trying to stack that bullpen. He's trying to stack that staff, do, you know, go everything forward, balls to the wall. And at the end of the day, hopefully it pulls out an extra few wins at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, see, that's my point is that uh, I like the fact that Sark's not scared to to add people that can add something to his staff. He's not it's not about territory. Right. Some college coaches can be very territorial. Um, I like the fact that Sark's not being that way. I want to go into each of those hires, Justin. I also want to talk about the 11 kids that showed up on campus yesterday uh, because you were tracking that for Inside Texas as well. Uh, But first, I want to talk. uh, 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 say thank you uh, to someone that's very special to us. That's Laura Baker uh, over at Keller Williams. She's a realtor in the Austin area uh, with multiple years of professional experience. Uh, Laura's been a big fan of the program and also been an advertiser with us from almost day one. She's helped out a number of uh, you guys already uh, that have been moving to or within the Austin area or had to sell your house uh, and move away. Uh, That's uh, Laura Baker, Laura at andyallenteam.com dot com, or give her a call five one two seven eight four zero five zero five. All right, let's go down this list, Justin, and really talk about them individually. Paul Crist on offense. I like what you said about inside zone, um, and so what I went, what I was talking about, and when I think of Wisconsin's offense, because Paul Crist, former head coach at the University of Wisconsin, former offense coordinator at Wisconsin former head coach at Pitt. He actually was up for, uh, almost became the offense coordinator at Texas back I think in 2012 or 13 after Brian Harson left, but he got the head job at Pitt before he could do that. The question I have in, in what I wrote today on Inside Texas is he is really good at power run and at play action, right? Um, how do you think that marries with what Sark wants to do because Sark is such a power run guy, but he also likes the, likes the RPO game, which is a little yeah. bit different. So what do you see Paul Christ bringing to the table that's a little bit different uh, and, and could maybe uh, add something to the mix for Texas?
1: You know, I think this offense would really flourish with play action. And and last year, we we saw it help because of a B. John Robinson and and a Rashawn Johnson. That's going to bring safeties up. That's going to test defenses. And so now with those two guys gone, you're going to have to find that recipe again. You're going to have to come up with that because now defenses, they're not going to be as keyed in on a C.J. Baxter or a Jonathan Brooks. And so I think that the play-action facet's going to be big. The fact that, you know, he likes to run the dang ball. You know, that's what my boy Ian Boy says. He likes to run the dang ball. And as much as, you know, I, when you mentioned Sark being a power spread, you know, power run guy, he likes to say that. <laughs> he likes to say that. But he wants to spread it out and chunk the ball down the field. Either way, you need those linemen on key. You need them to be able to do any type of thing at, at any at any juncture. Kyle Flood has done a tremendous job developing the guys that they brought on, especially cross-training them. And, and, and playing them at different spots and different positions, I think Chris will be a great voice to come in there and say, look, hey, you may can use this a little bit better. You may be able to, to sneak Jatavian Sanders out a little bit on a wheel route. You know, it, it, it's going to be one of those. I don't necessarily think he's going to bring one facet to that room. I think he's just going to bring a great mind. And it's going to be something that Kyle Flood, he'll put it together a game plan. He'll look at Chris and go, what do you think? How would you defense this? How would we counter – someone's defensive on this, on this. And to me, that's probably the biggest thing these guys can offer.
0: Yeah. I mean, short yardage situations, uh, from power, because you think about Wisconsin and I think about all those good run games they had and all those powerful backs they had, uh, along with those off <coughs> and getting that going, Justin. And so I, I feel like I don't know exactly. And I, and I wrote this today. I don't know exactly what all of these guys are going to bring to the table whether it's game planning, whether it's in-game changes. Um, but I think it's just more one of those, another mind in the, in the, in the room right. that can, have, can that can help. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about is, uh, this is an interesting one to me, Payam Sadat, a defensive uh, special assistant to the head coach now. He has a long tenure, 30, 30 years or so uh, in college football, and he's been all over the place. He's been a D1 defensive coordinator He's been a FCS defensive coordinator. Uh, he's, he's, he's a guy that's worn a lot of hats. Uh, but from my uh, what I'm finding out, he had a special tie to, to uh, Jeff Banks, one of the uh, uh, assistant coaches for Steve Sarkeesian. That was part of the introduction, uh, introduction process. But, Justin, the piece that's interesting to me in doing some research on him is he's a guy that likes to stop the run. And limit the passing game, and so a lot of guys are man heavy, and yeah. Go at it, yeah. Um, and he's a lot. He's a guy that likes to stop the run and limit the pa- passing game, which is very similar to what PK likes to do. Um, as a as an overall idea, um, the question I have is whether or not. And, th- and this is one of the things I read about him. He has some interesting ideas on pressure as well out of that, which I think anything that Texas can do to add another pass rush element to the game this season is, is going to help.
1: Stopping the run is going to be the biggest key factor for the defense in 2023. No question about it. Because Why, every, why do you
0: think that, Justin?
1: Because when you can shut down one side of the ball, and, and that side particularly, you take away a team's manhood in some spaces. You take away a team's ability to control the tempo, control the line of scrimmage. Listen, whoever wins up front usually wins at the end, and that's the essence of what this is. You want to make sure that that stopping the run is the number one thing. If you can't do that, offenses can call 400 different plays that will torch you if you can't stop the run. Getting pressure, to me, that's a big factor because I think this team is set up to stop the run this year. Obviously, a great mind in there is going to help them out in a lot of facets, but generating pressure – might be his biggest factor. Like, figure out the best way to get Baron Sorrell to the quarterback. Figure out the best way to get Ethan Burke to the quarterback. Justice Finkley, so on and so forth. Because that's the one thing last year, Bobby, I saw more improvement on the defense was from the quarterback hurries. Now, they weren't getting to the quarterback as much as they wanted to, but they were putting pressure on them. And I, I call it incremental steps. That first year, they weren't even getting pressure on the quarterback. Last year, hey, they started they started getting close to a little chin music. Now, that third year, you're hoping that you have a few guys because those are some of those guys are still on the roster. You've got to dis- distract somebody's passing game. It's stopping the runs number one. Getting to the quarterback is number two. I, I, I mean, the thing in, that, in defensive 101, and I think that's what Sadat can help with. All right, sorry about that, interrupting.
0: Uh, so the interesting thing to me is I, I think that the first year in that defense, I felt like the defensive line paid, played patty cake a lot with the offensive line. The second time they started, uh, the second year, they started going after him a little bit. Hopefully the third year they get there, and, and hopefully Sadat's a guy that brings one more tool to the tool belt. That's right. all you're really looking for. Uh, you mentioned those guys, if he can get Anthony Hill free, uh, as also. awesome. Right, that that would be good. All right. You know a little bit more personally about this guy uh, because you're a big Cowboys fan and I know you've watched him. He, he was a uh, special teams coach for the Cowboys. Uh, this was the, and I wrote this today, I felt like this was the biggest flex of Steve Sarkeesian's hires this offseason. A lot of people were paying attention to offense and defense. Who's the next Gary Patterson, yada, yada. They weren't talking about or thinking about special teams necessarily. No. A th- almost 30-year special teams NFL coach. Last two seasons for the L.A. Rams before – or the Chargers, I can't remember which. Before that, Dallas Cowboys, Jaguars. I mean, he's been a Broncos. Joe DiCamillis comes in and is going to be the special assistant for special teams. You know, you were you, you watched him during the Cowboys. What was his M.O.? What was his – thought process that you followed there and and you know about him
1: the big thing with D felt like was <clears> there <throat> was two things he always found a punter in from anywhere I, I remember I believe it was Chris Jones was one of the last ones the kid from Australia where no one had ever heard of the guy and he wound up leading the league in punting that for two almost two years um, he always finds that guy. Secondly, he's all about coverage. He's all about his gunners, working the sideline, working the angles and keeping everything centered and, and, and using the sidelines effectively. I, I found it funny when, when we saw this pop up because Jeff Banks, we know how much he emphasizes special teams. And now you've got two of those guys in the room and listen If you walk into that facility and you try to talk about two phases of football, you will get run out because there are three phases at the University of Texas. And Jeff Banks is the is a steward of that. Jody Camillus, this guy's got Super Bowl rings. And that to me, not just his intellect, not just his insight adjustment ability, you know, finding guys for the right spots. When he starts talking and he's got these rings blinging on his fingers, people pay attention. Players pay attention. These young kids pay attention, which which they should. And so to me, that's the flex I think you're talking about, because this is a guy that could have gotten a special teams job anywhere in the country, anywhere, a, a regular position job, not a special to the assistant. The fact that he took this spot, I, I think, really actually shows how much faith these coaches have in Steve Sarkeesian. I think they're showing – they see something building here in Austin. That's why I think it's a flex, right? They're building something, Bobby, and I think these coaches see it and they thought, you know what, let's jump on this train because this thing's going in the right direction. And Joe Camillus is, is probably the essence of that. All right. Hey,
0: another thing about him that I want to say this. One or two trick plays in a season off of special teams could mean one or two victories. Just remember that. Yes. I mean, absolutely. That's, and Texas hasn't necessarily needed that or done that much in its history, but this is a guy with 30 years experience. I'm guessing he's seen and done it all and been focused on doing it um, and knows what works and doesn't work. So I, I think that's going to be interesting. If, just keep that in mind because a lot of guys don't have that kind of experience or coaches don't. Uh, That's a big one for me uh, as well. All right. uh, Before I go in uh, to we talk about all those guys that you were following yesterday, uh, Justin, about uh, uh, getting on campus. I want to mention this. Trill Carter did not show up yesterday. Okay, Uh, that is the defensive lineman from Minnesota that was expected to grad transfer. Well, I checked on that because some people asked me about it. He is expected to show up today. So don't worry about Drill Carter uh in Texas. He's showing up today. That's a big one Texas. One of the last two uh grad transfers Texas is, is expecting. Uh also Ryan Sanborn, the punter from uh Stanford, also expected uh sometime soon. I don't he may even already be on campus. I did not check on him. Uh, but joining him yesterday, Justin, were 11 high school players. Uh their first days on campus as Moving into their dorms. I mean, living on campus as opposed right. to just visiting. Uh, Derek Williams showed up. Ryan Niblett, uh the wide receiver out of Aldi Night. Warren Roberson, uh, safety out of Red Oak. Spencer Shannon, tight end from Santa Ana Mater Day. Uh, Will Randall out of New Orleans, the tight end. Trevor Goosby, offensive lineman uh, from Melissa, Texas. Jelani McDonald, safety uh, athlete, really, from Waco Connolly. Cassilia Kana out of Utah, the linebacker edge guy. Samajé Burrell, uh, linebacker from North Crowley. Trey Wisner, uh, running back, uh, you know, whatever, slot, whatever you want to call him, kind of all-purpose guy. Gadget uh, guy. Yeah, gadget uh, uh, guy. And and then Bill Billy Walton also uh, the, from the state champion South Oak Cliff crew. All right, here, here's my question to, to that. Um, what is their next step? You know, we, we saw the pictures. Uh, you know, they're leaving Mama for the first time all of that stuff. What, what's the next step for these guys?
1: Um, Learn where everything is. (laughs) Don't lose your, don't lose your ID. (laughs) Don't lose your ID twice because somebody might put it on blast on Instagram or social media. Um, Learn where everything is. Um, Don't forget that. Don't, 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 don't hesitate to ask questions. The cool thing about them coming in the summer is there's not a lot of people on campus. So they won't be overwhelmed when the, in late August when there's 50,000 people on campus. And so to me, I think that's a little easier to get your bearings when you're not trying to go through, a, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people, especially those first few months. Um, find you a couple players that you know, you're familiar with, follow them. I remember talking to a, to Keontae Ingram years back, and he'd say, everything is going so fast. It was his, right when he enrolled his freshman year. Everything is going so fast. I'm, I'm behind everything. I'm trying to just keep up. And I told him, I was like, just follow the guy in front of you. It's just like, it. it just follow the guy in front of you because you're, you're going to figure it out. Just don't don't try to do everything at once. Get one thing at a time. Find some players you're familiar with. Find that small circle and I mean small circle and start to buckle down because this is coach, these coaches, this is their job. This is their profession, their livelihood and your investment is part of their livelihood. And so it's time to buy in. It's time to to buckle down. It's time to get to work and, and, and you do it a day at a time. And so, yeah, you know, a lot of these kids, their their heads swim, Bobby. I mean, they, they swim, but it doesn't take them too long. Two or three months later, two or three months later, they're, they they kind of figure out their, their their routine. They figure out that time management. And to me, that's the biggest factor. If I'm these freshmen, I'm finding the early enrollee freshmen, and I'm saying, all right, give me the checklist. I need to know what boxes to check. I need to make sure I don't miss anything. And I think that's an Anthony Hill and Arch Manning. When you got those kind of guys that enrolled early, use that leadership. Use that alpha. Figure out the best way to do things, because Austin can be anything they want it to be. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: I, I tell you what, what's impressive to me that all these guys showing up and I know they're going through workouts next. That's really what's, what's, get, they're going to get acclimated uh, from a workout perspective. Yeah. Tori Beckton, the strength and conditioning coach, and those guys will start with them immediately on that if they didn't start already with orientation today. Um, but what's interesting to me, if you include uh, Ryan Sanborn, I believe that makes Thirty players that Texas signed and have now showed up. So Texas is basically, and they're only you're only allowed eighty five on a scholarship roster. So Texas has remade one third of their roster in a single year, more than one third of yeah, their really. roster in, yeah. a, in a single year. So when we're covering this stuff, it's 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 actually impactful because I feel like if if we don't talk about it, um, people aren't realizing that there are so many new bodies coming in even when you're just talking about 12, 13 new guys, that's still sixth or seventh of your roster. Uh, and so I think it's very important that these guys get hit the ground running. Uh, I think it's great also because we've seen other times when Texas signs 25 guys and only 22 show up, Justin. So it's another one of those little things. That, back, so back, yeah. They're hidden. There's hidden value there, right? If right. you sign 25 and only 22 show up, you're not really replenishing the roster. You sign 30 and 30 show up. That's a good sign, right? Um, All right, I want to say thanks. I I have one more thing to to catch on and it's recruiting related that we need to talk about. But first, I want to say thank you one last time to our sponsor, uh, Laura Baker over at Keller Williams Realty. If you're looking to move to or from or within the Austin area, uh, give Laura a shout. Professional, uh, timely, really tries to do her best uh, to uh, listen to your wants and needs, uh, give her a shout, Laura at andyallen team.com. That's Laura at andyallen team.com. Uh, Justin and I, we appreciate her appreciate her here at on Texas Football. Absolutely. Okay, Justin. Yes, Reiner Swanson cool. is Reiner Swanson, big tight end out of uh California, is going <laughs> to be the first official visitor this weekend for the entire school year, basically, right? For the class of 2024. All right. Also, there's going to be dozens, potentially, of juniors, guys that are sophomores, going to be juniors coming in this weekend. Yes, Uh, We're going to go over some more of this in the recruiting breakdown with Jerry tomorrow. So I don't want to go too deep, but talk a little bit about Reiner Swanson, give people a taste of where that recruitment is at, and then also what Texas is trying to accomplish with this junior day weekend
1: okay the first thing let's start with Reiner Swanson tied in I got I gotta I gotta be honest with you Bobby um, when we talked about Reiner Swanson last week and I think you said La Jolla California and I I you know corrected you with Laguna Beach okay there's an old television show <laughs> called Laguna Beach your, your your daughters I promise you they, they know all about it when I did the radio when I did radio last week, they asked me about some of the official visitors coming in. And I said, Reiner Swanson of Laguna Beach, one of Bobby Burton's favorite shows. It got more laughs and more interaction. I, I couldn't even imagine. I knew it was a good joke. I didn't know it was a great joke. It, it hit harm. So for whatever reason, that's what I remember now with Reiner Swanson with you because of that little, that little caveat. But really though, Reiner Swanson, listen, Eric Nolene's been on this one pretty well. Texas is in a, actually in a great spot. They're just having to the, – there's the whole LDS, mission-type stuff that you have to deal with with BYU. Oregon wh- was, was one of the earliest to the race, and, and I think they're probably a little bit maybe ahead of, of most of the other ones. So getting him on campus is going to be huge. But, you know, what? You, we know Jeff Banks. Jeff Banks does not care where you're at and how many stars you have. He doesn't. He's going after the best kids that he evaluates. Swanson's in that category, certainly near the top. Now, on June 3rd, and, and, and inside Texas will, will definitely be there on campus. On June 3rd, I love what he's what, what Texas is trying to do here. I don't think this is your typical camp. Now, every summer they run these, these, these basic, tip, you know, typical camps where you get some invited kids and then you get some kids from the region, from the area, so on and so forth. They're still having those camps. I believe one's June 12th, and I believe there's another one in late June. But the one on the third is different. This is called the elite camp, and it's not just called that. Because when you've got Devin Sanchez, the number one corner, possibly the number one player in 2025 from North Shore coming. When you've got Tiger Ridden, one of the top running backs in the country, Texas Offer, tailback out of DeSoto. When you've got these kind of guys coming, and you even mentioned it last week or a couple of weeks ago, how it's almost like a de facto, another junior day, so to speak. But you get to see these guys compete. This isn't going through the facilities, getting meetings, talking to admin. They're going to be out on the field. They're going to be at Frank Denius field, and they're going to be competing. And trust me, that's what these coaches love to see, Bobby. So Sark has basically, basically done it strategically where – He can get eyes on actual kids that they really, really want in one place at one time. This isn't like a satellite camp where there'll be 400 kids lined up on two football fields. This is a particular invite only camp. And I think that to me shows it's pretty, that's pretty keen insight because you're going to literally get to see these guys. And listen, nobody wants to coach. Nobody wants to see these players in, in, you know, more active than, than, than coaches. That's the best way they can evaluate them. Not only when they do things well, when they make mistakes, their body language, et cetera. And so give Sark and these guys credit. The way they have finagled this, this June 3rd camp on Saturday is going to be really good. There is some serious talent. If this wasn't a camp and we were talking about a regular junior day in January, it would be fantastic. This would be a roster that you, that, that, that you could, you know, be proud of. And I love Sark and those guys to come up with the idea, look, let's do these camps the way we do them. But I want one camp where there's nothing but dudes, nothing but guys on our board that we need to – we may have one guy at three and one at four. Well, let's see how they separate. Let's see how they compete. And to me, give Sark, all those guys a ton of credit. I think it's a great idea, and I think it's going to be executed well.
0: I want to talk uh, a little bit more about this uh, tomorrow, but one of the things that that catches me is – Sark is notoriously judicious when it comes to offers and more than offers really pushing for commitments. Like he's patient in our opinion, right? Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the immediate aftermath of this, because that it would be, it's not that more offers might not go out or that it's just how much is he really going to push for commitments when he knows These same guys have two more full football years ahead of them before they ever hit, uh, you know, the university of Texas practice field.
1: So, and and don't forget, most of these kids already have Texas offers. Not all of them, not all of them. Some of them, the 2026s that are coming, they're trying to get that offer. And those are guys that have offers from other schools. A lot of these kids already have offers, but if a Devin Sanchez has a good trip, there is no problem bringing him into the office and saying, look, where are you at in your recruitment? We're not going to push you, but we want you to know you're up here at the top. And if you're having the experience we think you are, let's talk business.
0: Yep. All right. All right. Justin Wells, InsideTexas.com. You can read Justin, my stuff, Jerry Hamilton, Eric Nolene, uh, Joe Cook, B reporter, Paul Wildington, Ian Boyd, X's and O's on Inside Texas each and every day. Justin, thanks again for this episode of the Roundup. Uh, and for Justin, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football.